0: we interrupt
1: this podcast with a message from our sponsor.
0: Happy Firelight Festival season. To keep warm on these bitterly cold days full of chilly relationships and family conflicts, drink a hot cup of joe. Dukes is running a 50-cent endless coffee special on Friday during the mid-morning lull. Suzanne, you
1: forgot. It's not Dukes. It's Luke's. Oh, uh, right. My bad. Luke's. (laughs) Right. So... Come on in when everyone else is at work and the kids are in school for this can't beat price on coffee. Plus, the atmosphere is so pleasant and calm, pretty much only Kirk will be hanging around, so you'll have Dukes all to yourself. Lukes, jeez. Let's hope Duke doesn't get mad at us for
0: messing up this ad. (laughs) Welcome to another episode of Talking Fast, a Gilmore Girls podcast. I'm Suzanne. And I'm Alexis. And we're two longtime fans of the show excited to rewatch and recap it along the way.
1: This week, we are back to recap Gilmore Girls season four, episode 12, A Family Matter. Luke is wary when his sister comes to town. Lorelai hesitates to tell her parents about her new beau. Paris, Paris's affair gets serious. Mm-mm. Serious. <laughs> Seriously serious. <laughs> I looked into the air date of the episodes to see if there was actually a mid-season break in mm-hmm. between 11 and 12. And it turns out the break for winter was actually after episode 9, the Ted Cobbles oh. night out one, where that episode ends okay. with like, on the cliffhanger of Paris kissing Asher. So yeah. That's something I was surprised by that because this felt like coming back to recap this after our break. Like, I felt like this episode was so exciting. And yeah. I'm like, this is perfect to come back to, you know? And, yeah. But it was just like a regular week to week episode when it aired. It did also kind of feel like it was like doing a kind of catching us up in some circumstances like the lane stuff yeah yeah maybe that was just our perception though because we took a break i'm
0: not
1: sure true before we get too far into things don't forget to rate and
0: review us on apple podcasts and spotify and follow us on instagram and tiktok at talking fast podcast and listen ad free on patreon just search for talking fast podcast and yeah so I gather that you enjoyed this episode.
1: Yeah, I thought it was, I thought it was an exciting one. And I liked how it just seemed like it had, it just seemed plotted so Mm -hmm. well. Like it was like, we've got these storylines, it's all going to happen in one day and they're going to unfold throughout the day. And like, it just felt very focused, I guess, and executed effectively which doesn't make it sound that sexy. It was executed effectively. Yeah. (laughs) But it was. Yeah, really (laughs) How do you feel? I
0: agree. I couldn't tell if this was one day or two days, but I think you're right. It was all in one day because it was very like, it was a fast, it went by fast, like jumping Mm -hmm. from Yale back to Stars Hollow. And I don't know, there was some pretty good stuff that like wrapped up Or didn't wrap up, but confronted some storylines we've been wondering about. And I'm just excited that Jess is back. Uh, I'll have things to say when we get to that scene. (laughs) Yeah. And
1: Liz. Yeah, I love Liz. We've been waiting for her. Yeah. Yeah. She's great. I can't wait. (laughs) Yeah. So we have a lot to talk about, but first we will try to talk a lot fast Mm -hmm. (laughs) in our Talking Fast segment. And I believe... Suzanne is going first this week. Yeah. So yeah. let me pull We'll up see how it timer. goes.
0: <laughs> <laughs> it's only been like a couple weeks since we did this, and I feel like I'm
1: rusty. Mm-hmm. All right. Get ready to shake off that rust. Okay. <laughs> On your mark, get set, go. So we start
0: off with a mystery woman arriving at Luke's. We also see that Lane is still living at Yale with Rory, and she's also the scapegoat for all of Paris's problems because Paris refuses to break up with Jamie yet. Um, Jason is spending the day in Stars Hollow, and he makes a bad impression on Luke. And he also is on the phone all the time, and he's really rude and kind of annoying. And uh, uh, then there's Friday night dinner, and lied chickens out of telling Emily and Jess comes home. All right, that was good. I got caught up in the beginning again.
1: Yeah, I think it's unavoidable in some ways. Yeah. I thought of an analogy. We're like um, Jess's car, you know? We've just been oh. locked away in the shed for a few weeks, and now we're, we're broken. Not <laughs> yeah, it's true. And we never worked that well to begin with, so. Yeah, well, <laughs> are you prepared to go?
0: Hmm.
1: OK, ready, set, go. Uh, we, uh, well, yeah, I'm ready. Um, <laughs> Lorelai has Jason over in Stars Hollow. And they're looking for furniture, I guess. Um, then they decide that she'll tell Emily finally, but she chickens out, like you said. And then we also have Paris having drama and conflict herself with Jamie and Asher. She eventually breaks up with Jamie on his birthday on the phone. Harsh. Um, and then Luke has some drama of his own with his sister and just arriving. Oh, uh, yeah. Yeah. Mm. <laughs> Broke down right on the expressway. Ugh.
0: <laughs> Well, what can you expect? I had a recent car issue. I was driving to my brother's house for Thanksgiving. Mm. It's like 40 minutes away. And halfway there, I got a note, like the tire pressure alarm came on. I was on the highway. I freaked out. (laughs) And I think it's just the sensor is messed up because the tires were all fine. So now every time I'm driving, after like 20 minutes, that pops on and I freak out again.
1: Oh no. Old That's cars. not great. Yeah, yeah. All right. I don't know how to transition from old cars to yeah, the cold cars. Yeah. Sorry open. that was not a, <laughs> not a very no. on topic. <laughs> no, Thing. it's good. It's good. So, we begin this episode. Lorelai is outside. The streets are like slick with melted snow. Mhm. And at first I thought they were taking down decorations. But apparently, they're putting them yeah. up for the Firelight Festival. So, and then later on, it's a big deal that Jess is sleeping in his car because it's so cold. So, like, this is all just to say, I guess it's still winter.
0: Mm-hmm. <laughs> I, it felt like I don't know. It felt very like early spring to me. Like you could kind of smell yeah. the snow melting, and that kind of where every like things haven't bloomed yet, but mm-hmm. maybe at two
1: p.m it's slightly
0: warmer than
1: usual (laughs) fitting for that weather Lorelai has on this like long pink coat which doesn't look like a winter coat necessarily it definitely looks more like a fashion-y kind of coat and I gave that my Lorelai's closet actually along with the sweater that Rory is wearing in a couple seconds from now Um, because Rory has on this like light pink turtleneck and I just thought like both of them are wearing pink of similar tones even in the same scene it felt very like matching to me and I happen to be wearing a new pink sweater myself Ah, today so I felt I know I felt very like I'm gonna give it to the pink today because I don't always wear pink so yeah shout out to pink (laughs) nice
0: I also thought this jacket looked or coat looked like um the one that Lorelai's wearing in the Revival winter episode, there's like
1: those, oh. there were those ad
0: pictures of her in like a pink, long pink coat with blue, a blue scarf or something like that.
1: Right. Yeah. Good callback. Reminiscent. <laughs> yeah.
0: <laughs> so while we're at Luke's this morning, uh, Lorelai <laughs> has to sit with Kirk because there aren't any tables and she and Luke kind of carry on this Uh, teasing of Kirk that Lorelai is like flirting with him and so we get confirmation that Kirk still has a girlfriend (laughs) and it's not Lorelai (laughs) yeah um we also get a bit of a catch-up in this scene with uh Rory talking about Lane being there and Yale and then a mysterious woman arrives at the diner and kind of it looks like that she and Luke are arguing lies trying to snoop but can't hear anything and then the woman goes upstairs which is you
1: know where Luke lives so that's mm-hmm. that must mean something <laughs> must mean something what do you think of the choice to introduce Liz as this like mystery woman like not letting us know who she is like delaying that information rather than being like hey Luke it's your sister you know <laughs> I don't know I honestly
0: I feel like I can't get a honest reaction from myself since I know it's her but yeah. if I didn't I don't know I think like were they trying to make it seem like he was having like a trail of women going up to his apartment or
1: something <laughs> <laughs> I don't know yeah but. or like a further example of Luke failing to share oh, his yeah like, personal life you know like hiding things yeah Maybe.
0: I don't know, but I'm glad that Liz is here because she's cool. Even though, like, the Liz that we've heard about so far isn't great, but I think that's just an instance of like misaligned portrayals in writing before she shows up with the actual actress and everything.
1: Right. Yeah. Yeah. Like, talking about her rather than the actual character being there. Mm -hmm. I'm glad they kind of switched their approach as yeah. we'll like continue to see this season um and I like how Lorelei describes her as a rock and roll hippie chick <laughs> yeah accurate <laughs> which I think really does describe her yeah oh look she's got like the flippy haircut yeah and her scarf oh. <laughs> is like lime green or right, is that gonna be your nomination oh, okay yeah
0: <laughs> when it shows we up can wait then that- <laughs>
1: But speaking of Luke, like, hiding or not sharing his, like, family matters to, you know, the the title of the episode, like, Lorelai is also doing that same thing yet again, where she's trying to hide her boyfriend, like, already, like, she's like, she won't even talk to him on the phone when Luke is near, and I just, oh, Lorelai, like... (laughs) Like, why would you hide someone from Luke if you weren't interested in Luke? It just mm-hmm. does not add up. <laughs> and she just got mad at him for not telling
0: her that he had moved in with Nicole and all of that. So it's like, well... Hypocritical. <laughs> yeah. yeah. But she also, like, she also isn't telling almost anybody about Jason. That's Which is true. just not fair to Jason, even though I find him very annoying in this episode. It's just not fair. <laughs>
1: to him yeah we will definitely have more to talk about that coming yeah. up uh for now we move to see what's happening at Yale a bit more that morning and it turns out Jamie is there like Lane is not the only <laughs> strange person at Yale right now and I find it so fascinating that they brought this actor back for like two scenes and, like, not even one with Paris. Mm-hmm. I'm like, what a choice. Um, but he's like back, and I think looking cuter than ever. <laughs> and um, it turns out Paris is like completely brushing him off. Um, he calls her, and she's like, <laughs> I can't see you, even though he's there to see her. And yeah, it's just, it's kind of painful to watch. And that's mm-hmm. the experience Roy is having as this like third party observer. Yeah, it's just a little rough. What did you think of Jamie's return only to be dumped? Spoiler alert.
0: (laughs) I thought it was was pretty depressing, especially as we find out it's his birthday. I know. (laughs) And the way that Paris is handling things is just ridiculous. Like, she is coming up with all sorts of excuses not to see him. And we hear that she had just been out late the night before with Asher. Mm -hmm. So it's just, she's like using Lane as an excuse saying that Rory's weird friend is there and she's like on drugs and all this stuff yeah it was just it was just so weird and yeah Paris should have broken up with him a long time ago seriously Uh, well
1: more on that shortly as well
0: (laughs) Mm -hmm. so after this we quickly go back to stars hollow I think that's one of the things about this episode we jump back and forth a lot so we'll try and keep track of stuff but yeah we're back in Stars Hollow and Luke is driving <clears throat> in his uh, pickup truck and he's being tailgated by somebody and who's like honking at him and yelling at him and Luke's who going the speed limit. And yeah, who could it be in this fancy sports car? And then we're back at Lorelai's house and she's sitting there waiting. We heard earlier that Jason's supposed to be spending the day with her, so obviously she's waiting for him. And she gets up and looks out the window and he is sitting in his car on a conference call like with some business people from Japan or something. And it's just like the first the first sign that he uh, he doesn't fit in in Stars Hollow. Mm-hmm. And he and Lorelai are kind of like on different wavelengths. It seems like different kind of mm-hmm. they have different speeds, I guess. Yeah in their daily lives, and what Lorelai's expecting from their relationship.
1: I feel like the only thing he does right in this episode is pick out the sweater that he's wearing. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't because, even notice it. Oh, I I think it's actually, like, a lovely sweater. It's,
0: <sighs> like,
1: not quite Chris Evans and Knives Out, but it is, like, a white, not necessarily cable knit sweater, but knit, and it has, like, squares kind of sectioned off and one square has Hmm. the knit going one direction and it's actually quite nice uh, like asymmetrical detail um but yeah it's you know it's hard to notice beyond because of his (laughs) behavior and he's like oh I stink at taking the morning off and I I just don't get it either take the morning off or don't like you can answer your phone or not like he keeps being like oh sorry another phone call and it's like you can turn your phone off. I yeah. I get I I wouldn't. This would, like, annoy me beyond belief, he like, didn't, if I were Lorelai. Yeah,
0: I would have told him, like, right. I would have just gone back inside. we like, well, we'll do it another time. Like, he didn't yeah. take the morning off. He just decided
1: to work outside of the office. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah. It's so rude.
1: Yeah, it shows, like, a lack of respect for Lorelai mm-hmm. and her time, you know? Yeah,
0: and also Stars Hollow, like... She really wanted to show him around, and she talks about it all the time. It's, like, a very important part of who she is, and he doesn't see anything as we hear later. Like, he doesn't even pay attention as they're driving
1: around, and he's rude to Luke. (laughs) Yeah. I also feel like he didn't even interact with anyone else in the town. Mm -hmm. Like, he he didn't even go into Mrs. Kim's from what we saw. He, Like, I don't know. I I'm trying to think of like if she's shown other guys around Stars Hollow before, and I feel like they did have interactions and maybe they didn't always go that well. But like, <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I feel like maybe Chris, like they talked to Chris a bit. Eh, I don't know. I guess she kind of showed
0: Mr. Medina around, mm-hmm. and he like attended things
1: and stuff. Yeah, he. They even had that like wedding shower like yeah. in the middle. Yeah, like, you could never do that with Jason. (laughs) No. (laughs) Yeah, he's kind
0: of, like, blase about the whole day, which is just, why even make plans if you're going to act like that? You know? It's just so rude.
1: Yeah, he's, it's definitely, like, city boy kind of energy, I feel Mm -hmm. like, is how they're trying to portray him here with, like, the driving, especially (laughs) at the start, of, like, he lives in a different speed, you know? Like, it's too slow for him here. Mm uh we'll get back to their day a little bit more uh but we take a brief detour back to yale where rory's like in the dining hall getting breakfast and jamie i guess somehow manages to find her <laughs> like there has to be so many different dining halls at yale but he went to the right one maybe <laughs> there's not that many i don't know it's not really that important but either way he's like there to essentially be like sos yeah please help me <laughs> um and he this is when we learn it's his birthday which is just like depressing and yeah this is the last we see of Jamie the rest is off screen for him
0: yeah Rory continues to make excuses for Paris also which I guess is like girl code maybe I don't know
1: if that really counts (laughs) but yeah I mean I do think it it is I do think it is like being a good friend to like you're a solid front with other people, you know. But then in the actual friendship, she critiques Paris, you know, Mm -hmm. like. That's true. I kind of understand that. Like, it's not necessarily her place to, yeah, be like, I'm on your side, Jamie, to Jamie. Yeah. (laughs) But then she's like, I'm on Jamie's side to Paris. Like,
0: I also, I think it's weird when like the significant other of your friend approaches you to ask about problems in their relationship. It's just like kind of a manipulative way to yeah like wedge yourself into things yeah I
1: don't know I mean he was kind of desperate but I feel like none of my friends partners have ever done that to me (laughs) you know and it would be like really weird if they did like I think it would only make sense if I was like if I was friends with both of them you know Mm -hmm. like and so then it was coming to me as a friend also asking me about a co-friend, you know, rather than like <laughs> a co-friend, a co-friend. <laughs> yeah. Rather than this like Rory mm-hmm. and Jamie don't know each other that well. I mean, I guess. Yeah. They had that internship, but still.
0: Yeah. Poor Jamie it is his birthday though. That's depressing. <laughs> so her next scene we're back at Luke's and this is when I gave Liz my Laurelise closet. For the nice bright green scarf that you mentioned. She's wearing like a brown jacket, so this like neon green scarf that seems to also have some sort of brown stripe tie-dye type pattern to it. It's like jarring. It's very eclectic. Mm-hmm. It definitely tells you about her character. It's not not necessarily something you'd see a lot of people wearing, especially the combination of brown and that neon green
1: yeah you know i feel like it's the perfect accessory like you said to like display her Mm -hmm. character
0: (laughs) and this is also where we find out that it is that she is luke's sister (laughs) she's Mm -hmm. also searching around in the closet upstairs and finds some pot that she hid there when she was a kid which i think is pretty (laughs) funny and also tells you a lot about luke that he a never cleaned out that closet And Mm -hmm. B never went searching for his sister's pot. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Which I'm sure he probably knew she had at some
1: point. (laughs) Yeah. Luke could mellow out a little bit. I think he could have benefited from going looking for that. (laughs) That would be an interesting episode. (laughs) tj and liz get a good luke TV episode where people <laughs> accidentally get high. yeah that'd be great <laughs> or purposefully there was like a gray's anatomy episode where a bunch of the doctors like ate these ad- edibles on accident that was pretty funny. <laughs> nice <laughs> yeah but their conversation here it's serving like a bit of exposition for us we learn you know it's been about three years liz is in town for her 20-year high school reunion she's got a new job selling making and selling jewelry uh, she's popular on the renaissance fair circuit which is just awesome even yeah i love it judges it but i think that's awesome yeah she's got a new boyfriend um and luke is taking all of this in very much like the grumpy sibling like that has helped her out time and time again, you know. Mm -hmm. And so he's, like, very much stuck in this, like, grumpiness of, like, oh, you say you're good now, but, like, we know the cycle that you're on. And it feels like, as I'm the viewer, it feels a little unfair. Like, I feel like he's just being harsh with her. But I guess I could, like, I could – I see the history there, you know. And, like, he's also – I feel like part of it is also – He's holding against her the whole Jess of it all to, Mm -hmm. you know, like, I helped out Jess for you. And then he's also hurting because, like, he feels like he didn't succeed at helping Jess out. So he's like, you didn't even try. But then he's also mad at himself for trying and failing. And it's like, it's a whole, it's, it's, um a sticky situation you know it's complicated yeah. it's a family matter <laughs> yeah it really shows how little
0: Luke has been able to process all the stuff that went on with Jess like yeah. I don't know who he's even been able to talk to about it but as we see later on also it really messed him up and he's not dealing mm-hmm. it with it well he's taking it out on a lot of people and yeah I, I agree I was kind of I was kind of annoyed with Luke in this scene, and then later on I was really angry with Luke for how he was dealing with stuff. But also, siblings, it's never, you know, as easy to get over things with your
1: siblings. I feel Mm -hmm. like there's always so much extra baggage. Yeah, especially because when he was talking about, like, oh, your boyfriend's, like, empty your bank account Mm -hmm. and take your TV and, like... That would definitely annoy me as a sibling if money was involved, if I'm like financially bailing you out time and time again. And I would just be like, why are you trusting these people over and over again? I think I could. Yeah, that would get definitely annoying. I know. (laughs) Like as a viewer, I'm
0: like, just wait. Once you meet meet TJ, you'll understand. But at the same time. (laughs) Yeah. With what like she must be like 38 or something with nearly 40 years of baggage it uh it adds up
1: <laughs> yeah definitely and before we move ahead my star's hollow moment was the brief scene before this conversation uh, when they're downstairs and we are introduced to the idea of it, the mid-morning lull <laughs> yeah. and I loved that this seems to be like a recurring thing and Kirk is still there even though he was there earlier. Mm -hmm. Um, So it was like, why is he still doing there? And I thought, (laughs) like, is it lunchtime already? And it's like, no, he's still, he's just still there. Um, And he talks about, like, how it happens every day and that, you know, people are at work, the kids are at school, and this will come up when, um, did it already happen? Um, This is relevant, though, because Lorelai was saying to Jason, like, oh, we can't go to Luke's because it's so, it's closed. And he's like, on a Friday morning and <laughs> um, it's just clearly very open um, and Luke is also trying to be like I'm busy so he can avoid talking to Liz and it's like he's clearly not busy so
0: yeah yeah we did skip over that one little scene with uh, Laura and Jason I'll just say it now because it goes into the next scene well I think okay. they were driving around and Jason was on the phone and missing all the sights and then he mm-hmm. wanted to get coffee but he then recognizes the truck that he was tailgating, finds out that it's Luke's, and who he's also calling Duke. Uh, I think just to be obnoxious, really. Uh, but he and Lorelai have like a back and forth about uh, getting coffee and where to go. And he do- he wants to avoid Luke earlier. Lorelai wanted to avoid Luke's because mm-hmm. she won't take her boyfriend's there. <laughs>
1: so yeah. just a. To- interesting back and forth at least he had the decency to like be like oh yeah i was driving like a dick earlier so yeah, we can't go true. in there like at least he acknowledges how poorly he was driving and is like ashamed of it uh but then on the like the luke duke front mm-hmm. i don't know what is worse like purposefully calling him duke over and over again or like not even being aware enough to like learn about her town to know that he's named Luke or even read this if it's on purpose or not like it's bad either way but I mean it's kind of funny too um but yeah 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 he's just not making a great impression (laughs) I agree like I've been more on his side than you but in this episode I was very not having it really
0: yeah and it continues into our next scene which is that Kim's antiques, and Jason is on the phone out in front. Lorelai steps in really quickly and sees Mrs. Kim, and I thought did like a good mom solidarity moment where Mrs. Kim doesn't Mm -hmm. really talk to her, but Lorelai knows what's going on in her head and says, she's safe, she's at Yale with Rory, Um, which we don't see Mrs. Lane really react to, but we can imagine that she... Even though I'm sure that hurts her, she's also appreciative to know where Lane is. Um, still a hard, mm-hmm. hard situation.
1: Yeah, you called her Mrs. Lane. <laughs> oh,
0: Mrs. Kim, I'm sure it's a slip of the tongue, but I, was I didn't like, even Mrs. notice. Lane.
1: <laughs> uh, yeah, <well. laughs> I like every time we've had a scene with those two, I feel like it's gone over really well with us, mm-hmm. and I wish we got more of that.
0: Yeah, I agree. Yeah. I feel like we do. We will soon get a yeah. little bit more of them, like, of Lorelai kind of intervening, if I'm remembering correctly, but yeah.
1: Time will tell. Yeah. <laughs> Instead, we get more um, time right now with Jason and Lorelai and the continued, like, phone thing, like, it's just still going on. But this time, he's on the phone with Emily, mm-hmm. so Lorelai is like, oh, no, and then um, he's like, I tried to warn you he talks about how emily was inviting him to um this caught my ear a rare manuscript acquisition charity event did you notice that yeah i did and i like if there
0: was a little bit more information about it i would have made it my rory's bookshelf because that just sounds so cool
1: but it had potential Get much detail yeah 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 so emily yet again having another like charity event she's inviting jason to and then she later calls Lorelai and invites her mm-hmm. and so there's like a repeat of jason talking when Lorelai's on the phone so this is all kind of boiling down to the whole we have to be careful mm-hmm. because we're keeping this a secret issue and i this is like between his sweater Feeling bad about tailgating, and then the point he makes here—those are like the only three things I think Jason does well. (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) because he's like, we're gonna get caught. Like, yeah, it's gonna happen yet again. He's like the voice of reason about this, and he actually does win win the case this time. Mm -hmm. Lorelai finally agrees to tell her parents, and she says she'll tell Emily that night. So we'll see how that goes. But briefly. Lorelei, I wanted to know what makes a joke about how she doesn't want to date a truckie, yeah <laughs> and I thought I was like that's ironic because you'll date Luke soon and yeah. he's a Trekkie also <laughs> that was my uh Rory's bookshelf actually Oh nice. No. uh
0: Jason like gives an example of the Star Trek characters being caught out in all their little hijinxes I didn't yeah I am not like I've watched a lot of Star Trek but I am not like I don't have all the episodes memorized, <laughs> like mm-hmm. a lot of fans do, so I I couldn't tell you exactly which episodes he was talking about. But it does happen often when they're you know trying to be sneaky and get caught, or trying to like uh, lie out lie their way out of something and get caught. Uh, and mm-hmm. it's a good example of what's going to happen here.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah, I was thinking about getting more into Star Trek now that I've finished yeah. my major like Star Wars rewatch. And my partner and I have watched a couple episodes of the newer show Lower Decks. Have oh, you no, I, heard or I think I've heard an-
0: about it, but I haven't watched any of it. Is it good?
1: Yeah, it's been really funny. It's an animated show. And the premise is like, it's about the people on the like the employees on like the lower decks of the ship. And it's not nice. even one of the like, big ships you know it's like a smaller crew so it's the whole like oh you've seen all these movies with like captain kirk Mm -hmm. and spock these major people and these are just like you and i working on the lower deck and it's like more of like an adult humor kind of as well so it almost gives me slight like rick and morty vibes i say as someone who's only seen a little bit of rick and morty but like space adventures wacky stuff
0: did you ever watch Future? yeah 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 I'll add that to my list. Yeah.
1: I'm rewatching Schitt's Creek at the moment, so once that's over. Okay, yeah. (laughs) Throw something new in.
0: Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals.
1: so yeah from this scene then and it's star trek references we move back to afternoon at yale where rory is finally ready to openly address the asher fleming affair with paris um, i like rory i would also be like lecturing the hell out mm-hmm. of my friend at this Seriously. point like <laughs> if my friend like If their boyfriend came to me in the cafeteria and then I came home and my friend was just like watching TV when she had said like all of these like fibs, you know, I would just be like, what are you doing with your life? And um, so they kind of talk about this. Paris confirms we get the info that Asher is 60, which we had been Mm -hmm. wondering about before. Another fun line from this is that, um rory is like it's so weird because my grandpa introduced you and uh, she's like no. hot men tend to run in packs uh. <laughs> and rory's like never say that again yeah and paris says mary you're a prude <laughs> i thought it was cool that there was that call back to her rory yeah. being called mary <laughs> mary mm-hmm.
0: i like it better when paris says it yeah paris also admits that it's a may december romance and rory's comeback is <laughs> May Ming Dynasty
1: <laughs> romance <laughs> which was another yeah. great line in this <laughs> yeah seriously um but you know I think it seems that Rory gets some points across which are like what are you doing um and so Paris takes this news and mm-hmm. advice as like oh I guess I'll break up with him on the phone on his birthday right now <laughs> and so oh. she does this like really brisk <laughs> breakup on the phone and um, I think I'll just go to the next scene because this is like split mm-hmm. with a really short scene. So I'll just like get to the second half of it right now. Rory, after the phone call, Rory's packing to leave for the weekend. And Paris is like, are you mad at me? Is that why you're leaving? And Rory says no, but she's also clearly not happy with Paris. And um, I gave this whole like scene my Friday night dinner partially and this is mainly like on character level stuff of like why are you guys doing what you're doing <laughs> um and it's like multi-pronged because on the one hand I'm glad that Rory is kind of calling out Paris in this moment it's like long overdue and on the other hand I think it's like it's so ironic like and hypocritical yeah, of Rory to be mad at you. Paris <laughs> yeah <laughs> um because she did you know much of the same with Dean and Jess and it would be one thing if Rory was like speaking from my experience like I've I Mm -hmm. messed this up in the past and it didn't go well it blew up in my face so here's how I'm counseling you based on that but that's not what she's more like coming from like a judgment perspective even though she's like she wants Paris to be happy but it's also kind of like she's also you know judging her friend at the same time um and then I want to critique Paris a bit for choosing the the phone call um, option. Uh, But she does say something at the end of the scene where she's like, I don't know how to do these things. I'm not very nice sometimes. And I hope Astra doesn't see that in me. And I thought that was quite like a really poignant line out of all of this in the end, like where even like moments after doing the breakup, she already like feels bad and is admitting like I don't quite know how to like work relationships like it's hard and I'm like an abrasive person sometimes (laughs) and I don't know how to do that like interpersonally necessarily and I found it like quite deep on like a character level and really just like interesting to think about and like that we're already seeing her have self-awareness about the situation that she'd been like lacking or avoiding before and it's like just that in contrast is like what Rory continues to not have so yeah and Rory will continue to not
0: have forever (laughs) apparently (laughs) yeah Mm. I also I also really liked Paris's kind of uh self-awareness and it felt realistic to me where like sometimes in the heat of the moment especially if you have something that you don't want like that will be painful to do it's so much easier to just do it like the easy way even though you know it's gonna hurt Mm -hmm. other people and then like later regret it and I feel like that's kind of what happened here with I I don't necessarily think that she's thinking that much about Jamie in this but (laughs) but she's still like realizing that what she did wasn't necessarily the best uh way to handle it poor Jamie to have to like drive out there and then be broken up with on his birthday and then go home what a
1: shitty birthday (laughs) yeah that's not great um the the scene i briefly mentioned that is in between those two halves is luke discovering that someone has stolen his car
0: Hmm.
1: mysterious
0: (laughs) (laughs) after this we'll come back to the car stuff don't you worry (laughs) but we love car stuff here on our podcast (laughs) car talks basically <laughs> um but after this, uh Rory arrives home and we had get a couple of great one-liners where Rory's she is home, Lorelai asks if she was expecting her, and Rory says, No, as a surprise, Lorelai says, As was your conception, and then Rory says, I'll just be two minutes. Lorelai replies, As was your conception. I just love that.
1: <laughs> yeah, that was good.
0: <laughs> um, but they're getting ready to head to a Friday night dinner, and Lorelai tells Rory that she's planning to tell Emily and Richard about Jason. Mm-hmm. And we get the first, well, we've we've had this in pre- a previous episode, but we get the first hint in this episode where Rory, like, notices all of the food and stuff in the kitchen and starts to mm. wonder like, what, if Lorelai's lifestyle is changing at home, and I think mostly financially. And she's talked about that before, maybe a few episodes ago when she caught Lorelei couponing or something like that. I don't remember exactly. oh Yeah. Just weird. Weird that Rory would think her mom isn't having financial difficulties when she's <laughs> building an inn. And also uh-huh. like Rory seems to be kind of like she's not even necessarily worried about it. She almost seems uh like disappointed in Lorelei in a way. Or not disappointed, but like I I don't know.
1: Yeah. I don't know how to, I know how to <laughs> perfectly, I don't know yeah. what word, like, describes her feeling about it, but it's almost like a you're changing, like, our shared way of yeah. life or something, and it's, like, foreign to her or just weird to her. And she also seems, like,
0: apprehensive about not having the same amount of money or there being money issues mm-hmm. in a weird way.
1: Yeah, that'll come up a bit later in the episode too about like not having all of the cable movie channels. Mm -hmm. Like, I don't know. It's just like it's funny to me like Rory's conception of like the signs of money problems. Yeah. (laughs) Are like very just the typical home like food in the kitchen. Yeah. (laughs) Um, Cable, like they still have cable like channels, Mm -hmm. but just not These movie channels and I mean having the lights off that's like you know that's more serious but I was just like lol. (laughs) Yeah. Oh Rory.
0: (laughs) Growing up in privilege even when you're told that you're not as privileged as others.
1: (laughs) Yeah. Before we get to the the Friday night dinner as you mentioned they were like talking about Jason and Lorelai was saying she likes him and stuff and she describes Jason as off-center. Oh yeah I liked that yeah like what does that mean like he's like different i like yeah that's what i got from it yeah
0: like that he looks at things differently
1: maybe or like Mm. reacts to the world differently so then he's like an interesting person yeah around because she like does that as well yeah yeah okay yeah I like liked it, but I also was kind of like, "Ooh, I'm intrigued." Like, what does it mean to be off center? Yeah,
0: <laughs> it felt like a description of somebody who's just nor- neurodivergent. <laughs> like that just that seemed too, like yeah. exactly <laughs> what she was saying. <laughs> like trying to point out just without that phrasing. <laughs>
1: um, yeah, euphemism. Yeah,
0: <laughs> I just find it interesting that she wasn't as annoyed as I would be <laughs> about all the phone call stuff.
1: Yeah, I mean, also like. One of my big pet peeves is when people are on the phone in the yeah. same room as me. And I part part of it is like a uh, like auditory sensory thing that yeah. I just found it like I find it very distracting and I fixate on it, but also like just on a personal level I find it so like rude and annoying. Yeah. <laughs> so I even I know this is probably
0: overkill, but I even feel that way like when I'm specifically hanging out with somebody and they're even just on their phone texting or on social media. I get really annoyed about that. Yeah. Even though, yeah. like, that seems to be fairly normal these days. But I'm like, I came out of my house to hang out <laughs> with you. Do you know how rare that is? Can you put yeah. your phone down? <laughs> yeah. Hang up and hang
1: out. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. <laughs> uh, yeah.
0: But anyways, we get to Friday night dinner after this. Richard is gone again. He's in Manhattan mm-hmm. this time. Uh, Times Square has been supposedly cleaned up, according <laughs> not to not a prostitute. Yeah, inside it. <laughs> according to Emily, and this is a very short Friday night dinner, and we don't even get to the dinner portion because Emily just from the beginning is like ragging on Jason. <laughs> she has this great line where she's like, uh, every time she sees him, a new facet of his Jasonness appears. I just thought that yeah. was cool, a cool way <laughs> to describe Jason-ness. somebody. And she cannot, uh-huh. like, he is trying to get in her good graces and she cannot stand him. I think a lot of it has to do with, like, the first impression that she got from him yeah. as Richard's business partner with, the like, canceling that dinner party and going to Atlantic City and all of that stuff. And I think she's just never going to forgive him. But then she, like, offhandedly says that Jason and Lorelai would be perfect together. And then she starts hysterically laughing, um, <laughs> and just won't stop laughing, which Lorelai is sitting there looking shocked and appalled <laughs> and flabbergasted. Perfect time for that word. Uh yeah, by this. That's a good word. Because she was about to tell Emily that she and Jason were dating and she loses her nerve, understandably, I think. Understandably
1: for sure. <laughs> um, from here We get to a pretty exciting scene, which was my gazebo moment because of the drama of it. Um, We're back at Luke's. This police officer shows up to be like, we got the guy who took your car and we brought him here. Look who it is. And he calls it a family matter. (laughs) And we like look out and who is it but one Jess Mariano? (laughs) on the streets of stars hollow once again and i just like the episode description says liz and i was waiting for liz and so i was already like wow like i was thinking like liz arrival will probably be like my gazebo moment Mm -hmm. and the way it's a mystery how fun but like the way that they're like liz and luke bunch in the car then the car is stolen now it's like all these little seeds to be like oh and then jess is actually there and like Of episode, like, 12 of season four. Like, it was just, like, it's been a long time. And this just seems so sudden and a little random to just have the actor back here. But here he is. And uh, so Luke goes to talk to him. Or should I say argue with him? They're both, like, from the start, combatant, Mm -hmm. you know? And they're, like, both trying to, like, get the upper hand. They're both lashing out at each other. I feel like it didn't really like work like I don't really feel like either of them want anything or like anything was settled like it was just really aggressive (laughs) throughout Mm -hmm. and like some low blows for sure um and of course it ends with the you stay away from her while you're here (laughs) from Luke of course referring to Rory um yeah the the slight thing that annoyed me was I wish they had um colored in a bit more of like what Jess has been up to Um, Like, I know he's, like, probably not, like, sharing life updates with Luke in this scene. You know, it makes sense. But he's just like, I'm traveling. Like, Mm -hmm. (laughs) what does that mean? Like, where was he that he could just, like, come get the car? Like, I thought he'd been in California. And, like, it's like, did Liz tell him? Like, is he really there for the cars? And the other question I had, like, maybe yes. But also, I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. What are your thoughts on the return of Jess? <laughs> I gave this scene
0: my Friday night dinner, interestingly. Mm. I was yeah. very excited to have Jess back, but as I mentioned earlier, I felt like Luke was just not giving anybody any sort of slack in this episode. Yeah. And I felt like the way he was reacting to Jess here was totally uncalled for. I understand mm. him being angry and having not gotten any updates from Jess and all of that but he was legitimately mean to Jess i thought he
1: was mean and it yeah. was just like
0: do you are you going to show any relief that he's back and safe or like give him any sort of affection whatsoever and i know that their dynamic is kind of combative but i think that there should be a limit to that for the the adult figure in this relationship like there should be a point where Luke gives support rather than criticism you know and like verbal support not just being there physically um and we know like he'll support Jess in the end but there needs to be some point where he'll just say like I don't know cut Jess some slack (laughs) say that he's happy to see him that he's okay show him some ounce of affection (laughs) I was just kind of, he just took it too far um, for me, especially when Jess, like, we don't know what he's been through and he's already been through a lot. I'm also, I think I'm also more colored on Jess right now because one of my friends from high school that always reminded me a lot of Jess recently died. So I'm like, Hmm. can't somebody just be nice to him? Can't somebody just show him that he's like, worth his life um Mm -hmm. and Luke was not doing that he had to like be convinced by Lorelai to give him yeah in like
1: bring him inside from the cold like this is just too far I thought (laughs) this is like that's so telling when it's like Lorelai is the one advocating for Jess Mm -hmm. (laughs) like that is a sign that something has gone wrong because she if like his worst enemy is being kinder to him yeah. than his supposed, like, guardian figure. Did you feel like it was, like, out of character for Luke or in character? But it's just, like, the character's at a bad point yeah. or acting badly, I guess. I don't know. I think it maybe was in character.
0: Otherwise, I think it would be, like, the writers are just going too far. But I think it was in character with mm-hmm. Luke, especially with how he'd already reacted to Liz earlier in the episode. yeah. He just wasn't, like, in a place to be
1: (laughs) accepting of other humans, I think. (laughs) I know. It's like he's, like, he's, like, lashing out because it seems like he's coming from a place of, like, hurt at being, like, betrayed. Mm -hmm. Like, a perceived betrayal of, like, just leaving. And I, I get that. But it's like you said, like he at a certain point, he is the adult in the relationship and you have to show like um, some care and understand that the person who hurt you and left you is still like only 19, as they say, (laughs) and like give them some understanding for that. Like and he didn't like get kicked out to like personally spite you Mm -hmm, or something you know like it is a very self-centered view which is common to get into like always just thinking about me and how other people are hurting me and their actions are hurting me when it's like Liz and Jess are not doing things because of you like I'm sorry that but like they're not and so yeah like it was it was it was painful to see for sure and it's just like I don't know what is going on with Luke like with the Nicole stuff perhaps and like I I don't know like he just seems to be in a a rough place Mm -hmm. as we'll see um the rant that he has here with Lorelai momentarily um I'll just like skip ahead to that oh wait before that oh sorry my Star's Hollow (laughs) moment was
0: Lorelai and Rory getting hot chocolate and standing outside at taylor's i thought that was
1: oh nice yeah (laughs) but carry on (laughs) okay um lorelei goes into chat with luke because her and rory have seen jess in the car like the instant rory saw the car she knew who it was and they see that he's like sleeping and rory's like um rory's like i don't believe this it's weird. I don't want to deal with it. I'm going to peace out, which mm-hmm. I respected for her. Like, just being like, I'm gone. <laughs> um, while Laura like goes into check with Luke. And he is just, like, seems really bothered about just, like, fam- mm-hmm. the idea of family in general here. And he's, like, really hurt by lies, it seems. And he's like, families are just messes. They're, like, a spilled drink that keeps on spilling. And... I do have sympathy for him and, like, maybe he feels like he's the one who has to, like, clean up Mm -hmm. all these messes of his family and, like, and he's, like, they don't help them. Like, I'm always helping people who aren't helping themselves and how frustrating that is. And I think, like, uh, he's, like, feeling hurt because he cares so much and feeling like he hasn't succeeded at helping them because earlier he was also, like, well, I tried with Jess and look who th- look how that turned out. And he thinks mm-hmm. he's failed, but like he doesn't know yet that he cl- like did not fail. and he's made like much many effects on Jess yeah. for the rest of his life, you know, so it's just like it's a like a hard thing, a hard place to see Luke. And like when i was I was like kind of annoyed with him or just feeling like he was being too harsh with Jess earlier. But then to see him in this scene, I was like kind of just feeling for him. Um, but I also did have a Rory's okay. bookshelf just um, for the reference. <laughs> yeah, for the reference that he makes in this. He's like, you know, did not Tolstoy say something about like unhappy families? So of course I had to Google it. Um, and I thought really what I haven't read, like, you know, the Russian, um, like the Russians like Tolstoy mm-hmm. are known for like, you know, dark fiction or something. And this, this reference to unhappy families is from the the first line of the novel, Anna Karenina. Not Karina. Karenina, I think. <laughs> yeah. I think that's right. I think you're right. <laughs> and the opening line is, all happy families are alike. Each unhappy family is unhappy in its own way. Ah. So it's pretty pretty provocative idea, right? Yeah. <laughs> all happy families are the same unhappy families are unhappy in their own ways. Mm -hmm. So pretty deep of Luke to reference. Yeah.
0: Yeah. I didn't know he was an Anna Karenina fan, (laughs) (laughs) but Uh, that is, yeah, that's interesting that he like brings that up right now when he's also, the things he's complaining about seem to be the things that I hear people complaining about with their families often. Like, I'm the Mm -hmm. one who has to pick up the pieces like that's one of the most common things that people I feel like complain about (laughs) with their siblings or families especially maybe older siblings picking up the mess of their younger siblings as they get older and stuff so I don't I don't know how unique his problems are but
1: (laughs) yeah Probably the idea is, like, they think they're unhappy in their own way, you know? (laughs) Yeah,
0: everybody's suffering is the worst suffering. (laughs) Right.
1: Right. And plus that's the first line of the novel. So surely it's, like, reversed by the end or something like that. I'm not quite sure. I haven't read it. (laughs) That's true. I need to read those. I haven't read any of them either.
0: But I love all the The movies. The thing is,
1: they're so so long, though, isn't it? Like, War and Peace, Crime and Punishment, or or something however you say it oh yeah (laughs) yeah so I'm just not I haven't read them but
0: I feel the same way about them as I feel about a lot of Charles Dickens stuff I feel like they had they were writing around the same period and had similar like formats for their writing which was like the pay per word type of thing so you know (laughs) that they're just gonna get into some lengthy yeah some lengthy asides and lengthy character descriptions you know
1: just not i feel the same way about dickens the only i've only ever read it when it was like assigned Mm -hmm, in class um i don't even remember at this point which one it was but yeah Yeah.
0: (laughs) i read like david copperfield and great
1: expectations i probably read great expectations probably that's that the one about the war no Uh, a tale of two cities yeah is I that think a I think I think read that
0: one. I think that's the one you're talking about
1: was that the one where it's like it was the best of times it was the worst so, time yeah <laughs> I love a good opening those like Dickens and the Russians knew how to yeah. open a book I will give them that wow we're like showing our lack of breadth <laughs> <laughs> breadth <laughs> but see that's like a good thing you're like oh PhDs they're so smart they know everything but it's like we know a lot about a very little yeah <laughs>
0: yeah Mm -hmm. i can tell you a lot about 9th and 10th century england and scandinavia if you're ever interested
1: (laughs) we'll know who to call (laughs) anyways okay back to our episode at hand um the the final scene well no there's two final scenes um lorelei goes back home to check in with rory Rory seems to be doing homework. I feel yeah. like this is fake. Very though. fake. Like, because I'm like, if I saw my ex that had just like literally ghosted me like six months later or sl- almost like, yeah, more than six months later and I just see him like suddenly sleeping in a car, yeah, I would be like mindfucked. No. So <laughs> I wouldn't she's, be doing
0: homework. <laughs> she's way too chill about it in this episode.
1: Yeah. It can't be real. Yeah. Like that's my only thing. <laughs>
0: Yeah, and this is also the scene where she's like asking Lorelai about skimping on electricity bills and stuff like that. Yeah, so just a weird scene overall. It's got to be adding up to something, it was. but I don't remember exactly what it's leading towards. Yeah,
1: <laughs> they were leading. They were like laying seeds for something. Yeah, <laughs>
0: <laughs> this final scene though is my Stars Hollow moment. Uh, mm. Luke. Sucks it up. Or your gazebo Oh, yeah, moment. my gazebo moment. Sorry. Thank mm-hmm. you. I'm misspeaking yeah. <laughs> a lot tonight. <laughs> uh, but Luke goes out and knocks on Jess's window. He's like, in his car. He must be so cold. It's frosty and everything. That'd be terrible. And I guess the car mm-hmm. can't even turn on, so no heat. Um, <laughs> but he tells Jess that he is going to spend the night at Nicole's. The... Uh, spare keys in the same place as usual and then he just leaves but the part i liked the best was as soon as he leaves and jess like dashes into the diner we see luke has just kind of pulled a loop around town and watched to make sure that jess got inside so even Mm -hmm. though i was very angry with luke earlier he is still a softy and he still has a good heart about jess even if he isn't quite ready to talk about it yet (laughs) Yeah.
1: <sighs> oh, man, yeah. this episode had like three people really going through I it know. like and we didn't even um, get the Firelight Festival. I know they're like, "Oh, it's happening tomorrow." Yeah, next week. Man. But yeah, would you rather be um a friend who has to give advice to lorelei on if she should tell her parents about mm-hmm. her boyfriend, Paris, giving her advice about Jamie? And Asher or Luke, and giving him advice about Jess. Like,
0: they all need counseling. Yeah, <laughs> that's a hard one. I definitely would not want to be giving advice to Lorelai because she's the least likely to listen.
1: <laughs> that's a good point.
0: Paris would. I feel like Paris is. She's aggressive, but she's also aggressively listening. <laughs> like that's she does take criticism, <laughs> but I think I would want to be talking Luke down I feel like I could give him some good points about how he could deal with this better I mean I have family as well so (laughs) not quite (laughs) as dramatic as his but
1: (laughs) yeah yeah yeah. who would you pick I think Paris like I would like to be the Rory Mm -hmm. in that situation and confronting her but maybe from a slightly more understanding place and then also being like don't do it over the phone yeah <laughs> he's here in town just go talk to him yeah yeah oh yeah. <laughs> uh, what an episode <laughs> seriously um who is your mvp oh, for I this one this um,
0: <laughs> no. i think i'm gonna give it to liz just because oh, nice. i'm excited that she's here and as we're gonna see she's like luke has this bad idea of her in his head but she has turned her life around and i love that she's selling stuff on the ren circuit that's just Mm -hmm. a dream of mine
1: (laughs) yeah (laughs) who's your mvp i think i'll go with liz too actually um because i love a good character entrance (laughs) um and i really i like the way that she's like She just seems very, like, firm and sure in herself because that whole conversation with Luke, he's just, like, doubting her, kind of poking at her the whole time. And she's, like, I know it sounds flaky or, like, I know, like, she's aware of his criticism and kind of, like, but she's still not letting him, like, hurt her self-confidence or change Mm -hmm. her, like, image of herself. Like, she's still, like, I'm doing really well on the Renaissance, like, circuit and you can laugh about how the boob comment but like it's true you know and she's just so calm throughout all of that in comparison to Luke's very like heated nature so it just makes me want to see more
0: yeah that's interesting it's uh, maybe this episode really showed a lot about Luke's lack of self-confidence and like his Mm. uh worry over
1: what other people think of him versus yeah Liz's kind of self-assuredness like if Luke puts himself out there and then it ter- it goes badly yeah. on him like with Jess he's like you're dead to me you hurt yeah. me <laughs> and Liz
0: like even though she's doing things that people judge she's doing them like because she likes to do it and that's that kind of yeah, yeah very like true a- to herself yeah I can't wait to see how that dynamic grows it's fun if I remember correctly <laughs>
1: Oh, I agree. I'm yawning. Okay, we better go then. <laughs> <laughs> right. Talk soon. Talk soon. Thanks for listening to Talking Fast, a Gilmore Girls podcast. Don't forget to rate and
0: review us and share us with your friends. Join us on Instagram and TikTok at Talking
1: Fast Podcast. And join the conversation by emailing us your thoughts, talkingfastpodcast at gmail.com.